Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Classic Movie Podcast. I'm the host, Robert Rink. Today's date is uh, April 22nd, uh, 2015. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. Mm-hmm. With the are Jay Totoro and Blake Corey, both of whom are late. What? I was busy working. Kill yourself. Jay, I was sitting here waiting for you for 45 minutes. I'm just joking. Jay wasn't late. But, uh, Jay, how are you doing? Do pretty good. Do pretty good. Sounds like there's a like. Uh, the circus is in town. They're yeah, they're coming like through some... my house right now. Circus <laughs> is in town. Um, all right, I have a question. Would you uh-huh. rather? Oh God, here we go. Uh, Blake and I were just talking about this. Would you rather never be able to take hot showers again or give up cheese for life? Cheese. You would give up cheese. Without a doubt. I think I would too. Gosh. I actually give up cheese for the most part. Blake said he'd give up the hot showers. Yeah, like showers. I like food more than I like shower. That's okay. It's a good conversation. This. Yeah, that's right. great. You're really, you're really doing a lot here, Robert. <laughs> uh, you guys doing all right? Anything uh, cool going on, or or uh, or what? Blake, it's um, cool. I've been. Uh... Blake, tell us about what you've been doing. I've been existing. It's been cool. Blake. And <laughs> Blake. Uh, I also got uh, access to the press release of Crypt of the Necrodancer, which, which lease, releases tomorrow. Uh, but, um, I mean, by the time you guys hear this, it's, it's going to be out. Today's Wednesday. It's going to be releasing on Thursday. I've been streaming it and loving every freaking minute of it. Uh, yeah, you really like that game a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was watching you for a few minutes playing it on your stream tonight. Uh, and is it just me, or do they improve the graphics a little bit? The graphics are a little different in the release version, which was okay. a big surprise, the first thing I noticed. Yeah. They um, they've, like, they changed some of the textures on the walls, gave them little details, like vines coming out of them, gravestones and stuff like that, which was really cool. I was psyched about that. I like that little touch to the game. Yeah, I was pretty surprised, because I, I, like, I wasn't 100% sure, but because I hadn't played it in a while, but I was looking at it, I was like, wow, yeah. that looks a lot better, or, you know, it looks at least, not, not a lot better, but it looks noticeably better. That it did, but I didn't know if it was just my. Yeah, it's it's a great touch. It, like it um, after 500 or so hours of the regular freaking game, <laughs> uh, it's it's a little shocking at first, but uh, I love it. It looks fantastic. The game plays great. Uh, the new zones and the story mode and stuff are just wonderful additions to the game. Nice. So you don't recommend it? No, no, absolutely not. I don't think everybody should go out and buy this game right now if they like <laughs> rhythm games, challenging stuff, you know, things like that. Absolutely not. So, uh, uh, who's the developer of that game? Um, it's basically being done by one guy, really. It's uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's Ryan Clark. He's based out of Vancouver, and apparently there are a lot of uh, cool game devs around Vancouver, as it turns out. Uh, there's one other programmer for the game. I don't remember who it is, but Ryan Clark has done the lion's share of the work, and then uh, on the gameplay itself, and then he has outsourced the music actually to uh, Danny B. Style, yep. man behind Super Meat Boy, Binding of Isaac, uh, and A Rival. Um, and Family Jewels 7X. Oh, really? Uh, they, the story mode is based on... There are three different characters that have a, an actual story mode, and each of the artists, each of the musicians, has made a soundtrack 
for each character for their own character. So Danny oh, did, D did the music for Cadence, the main first character. Uh, and then a rival did the music for melody and then uh, family jewels did the music for Aria. Nice. And so uh, uh, they're all like different sounds. Um, for example, uh, the Aria soundtrack, since it's done by family jewels, he's very uh, guitar based. He does a lot of metal kind of stuff. And his, uh, all of his songs have that kind of metal guitar sound to him. Danny B's music, uh, he, he does more uh, atmosphere for each zone. And then a rival stuff is uh, very techno, very uh, electronic. And it's all three soundtracks are amazing. All right. And then uh, the sound design of the game, the not music sound of the game, mm-hmm. was done by uh, Power Up Audio, who are doing who are in Vancouver, and they're doing a lot of the work for some other video games coming out around there. Uh, oh, I've I've talked about Darkest Dungeon on the on the podcast before, and they're doing the audio for Darkest Dungeon as well. Nice. And a few others, but yeah, um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer is kind of got me by the short hairs, and I don't mind at all. The short hairs. <laughs> you uh. <laughs> So you can grab this on... It looks like it's only on Steam. Yes. Oh, darn. Definitely not going to play that game. <laughs> ah! Uh, and you can actually... You you can get it. You can already get it. It's just not the actual final Yes, version. the full release doesn't go live until tomorrow, but it's in early access for everybody else right now. But anyway, by the time anybody's... <sighs> but by the time, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got my attention. You just said full release. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> That's all you ever need to hear. Dude, it's the best. Um, Especially in the shower. So, so I want to give. I, I meant to do this last time. I want to give a shout out to uh, Brotherwise Games, who uh, they're a. They. Where's this going, Robert? <laughs> so they they created this game. Uh, I think about two years ago called Boss Monster, and it's a card game. It's not like a collecting card game. It's like everybody's playing from the same deck type card game. And uh, they had a Kickstarter that pretty much just finished recently, or they just delivered on it recently, for, uh, like, the iPad version of Boss Monster. Okay. And so, with all of the terrible stories about Kickstarters and people completely fucking everybody over and not really coming through on, on everything, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, just kind of give these guys a shout-out, because I was really super impressed on how they managed their uh, whole Kickstarter project. So, again, this is for uh, Boss Monster, which is a it's a card game, and this is just the iPad version of it. And they uh, the they they just delivered the game uh, about a month or probably about three weeks ago. It was shortly before the last episode, I think. I just forgot to bring this up then. And uh, it was their their target for release was like January of this year, and obviously they were a few months past that. But like. They did an awesome job. Like, anybody who wants to run a Kickstarter, like, needs to go and look at their updates and see how they handled everything, like, every kind of delay that happened. Which, first of all, it was hardly delayed at all. Like, three months is basically nothing. Uh, especially for Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for Kickstarters, and especially for Kickstarters. Yeah. But, so, anytime there was a delay, mm-hmm. as soon as they knew what was going on and, like, had time to figure out, like, what their new... Uh, target release date was given the delay that came that came up. They would post an update, and then, 
like any time there is any sort of progress on on uh, the problem, yeah, on the problem or any other thing that might set them back a little bit, there were there was at least one update for everything that happened along the line, and not only that, but they also like gave specific details on like what was going on that they didn't anticipate or like what was taking a little bit longer than they thought, uh, or like what you know like what like kind of thing happened that that made them have to kind of revise their date. They would go like into specific detail on why everything was off. Then they like once they submitted the game to the Apple Store, they sent out a, an update just saying like, hey, all right, hey, we've submitted it. We don't know, you know, we don't have any control over how long they're going to take, but you know, just to keep you guys posted, we're hoping it'll be a few weeks or you know, a couple weeks from now. Uh then there were like a couple little issues that they had to fix once they submitted it to Apple. And every time there was something like that, they say, all right, we got a little bit farther. We overcame some hurdles. But there's this one more thing that we just discovered we have to patch and take care of real quick. This should take a few days. Uh, you know, just let everybody know. There was also a uh, physical component. If you backed at a certain level. So as I said, this is originally like a physical card game. And if you uh, backed... At a certain level, then you got like uh, kind of like a small expansion of like actual physical cards to go with the game, and like at one point there was a problem with the uh, the printer who was doing the cards, and they sent out an update for that. First of all, apologized for the delay. Second of all, uh, they defended the card printer, like as opposed to blaming them and like saying you know sorry this is out of our hands. They they like actually kind of stood up for them. And like told, like made a point that this was kind of a really weird fluke that happened, and it was really out of everybody's control, as opposed to trying just like you know just sidestep the blame. And they even showed like pictures of the cards that had gone through and had printing errors, so you could see exactly what went wrong, like on the first attempt at printing the cards. Uh, and then obviously, finally, when when it when it came out, they told everybody, all right, it's it's now you know it's done. It's it's approved on the iTunes store and you can get it now. And then like when there were a few patches that they that they realized they needed to do, they updated with that and told people like what kind of workarounds they could do for problems they might be having before the next patch came out. Uh, they were just they were just really super on top of things with the whole process of uh, of getting the game out the door and and like polishing it off once they you know found the the, the few problems that they found with it. And I was super, like like I said, I was really impressed with how well they handled the Kickstarter, and I just want to give them a shout-out. It's Brotherwise Games. The game is Boss Monster, and it's uh, it's available right now on iPad. And it's a pretty fun game, too. Now I'm done. I'm, I'm off of my soapbox now. Is that your one rant for the night? That's my Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's okay. my one rant. I think so. Uh-oh. Yeah. So that means you didn't play Kingdom Hearts. That's good to know. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> exactly. I, didn't play, I also did not play a uh, uh, a Sierra game. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Hey, ready, ready, Blake. Ready, Blake. What's wrong with Sierra? Huh? I said, what's wrong with Sierra? Uh, their game design. How about that? Okay. Okay. Cool. You want to talk about some news? Uh, I do, but I don't think there is any. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad there's some stuff going on. What do you have? What, what kind of news you got? Nothing. Blake, did you play the uh, Final Fantasy XV demo? No. I don't have play any way to really play it. Oh, you should probably get on that. It's really fun. I don't have a PS4 or an X-Bone, so... You can get <laughs> X-Bone. Nice. Get on that. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, oh. Blake, did you... Well, here, well, I'll ask you that at the end when we talk about the other games we've been playing. All right. Um, 
Okay, well then, no, uh, no news. My, uh, soapbox about the boss monster game is over with. So I guess, I guess that's a wrap, you guys. Yeah. Have, have all right, night. thanks for We're tuning done? in, everybody. Man, we really cut down on these episodes. We did a good job. Mm. <laughs> People don't have to endure, endure us for as long anymore. Uh, okay, well, we got an awesome episode. So, nice. so don't don't actually let's not actually end this because this is gonna be a good episode. I, is I it? Feel it? I can feel it. You sure? Yes. Okay. I trust right. you. Um. Who wants to go first? You. Wow. <laughs> Soldier boy, nothing here. Uh. Okay. I'll, I guess I'll go first then. <laughs> so. Damn right. I teased this a little bit on the last episode. I played a game with an anthropomorphic dog. And I'm going to say 40% of listeners probably could guess what game we're talking about. That's what number I'm going to go with. Okay. That's because a good fake statistic you're coming up with there. <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect that hustle. <laughs> so I played Sam and Max Hit the Road. This is a Lucasfilm or LucasArts point-and-click adventure game. Big fucking surprise, I know. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. It hadn't been available... <laughs> Uh, digitally until uh, GOG's first wave of uh, Disney slash LucasArts games that they began releasing, I don't know, whenever it was, like, latish last year. And I picked it up immediately then because I had kind of been wanting to play it. This was, I had played this game when I was younger, but I got stuck super hard and never ended up beating it just because I could never figure out how. I, I remember I spent so much time trying to figure out what to do at the point that I got stuck, and I just could not get it. So, <laughs> um, so I was really happy to be able to return to this one, to uh, to play it again, to see if it's as pretty much how I remembered it being, and to see if I can finally actually beat it this time. Uh, so let's see. So it, it was actually pretty much exactly how I remembered it. So the the, the as I said, this is a point and click adventure game. The, prim- the the setup of the game is uh, you the the main characters are Sam and Max. You control Sam, but Max like you basically control him too. Like Sam is the one who does all the actions. He's like the character that you control, but Max follows you. He just follows you around everywhere, and you can like tell him to do things, and you can like you can actually use him as an item in your inventory sometimes, uh, which is kind of funny. Sam is a dog, and Max is a rabbit. And they are freelance police officers, and so they're they're basic they're more like detectives, but they call themselves freelance police. Uh, Sam is kind of like funny, but like semi down to earth, and Max is like kind of like portrayed as like a neurotic individual uh, who's just kind of crazy. And this, the story of the game is there's a carnival. And they had a, a Bigfoot frozen on ice. And all of a sudden, one day, uh, the, the, the ice is melted and the Bigfoot is gone. As well as one of the other carnival attractions, which is a woman who, uh, like, has tons of rings on her neck to make her, like, neck stretch out super far. And so they're hiring you to track them down and figure out, like, what happened, where they are, and eventually bring, uh, bring them back. Both, uh, bring both the Bigfoot and the girl back. The, big, the Bigfoot's name is Bruno, and the girl is Trixie. And then from there, it's 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 
standard old point-and-click adventure stuff. You're going around, talking to people, trying to figure out silly puzzles, like using things in your inventory to, to, to like, you know, to, to progress in the game, doing, you know, all that, all that sorts of stuff. All that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, the, uh, the game is, the, the art style is pretty cartoony. It's much closer to, uh, like, Day of the Tentacle than uh, games like uh, Monkey Island and, like, the Indiana Jones games and stuff like that. Uh, it's all 2D. The, um, the characters are really funny, and the dialogue is really funny pretty much all the way through. Uh, but the story is kind of lacking in this one. Like, so, I had fun playing the game, and, and there's lots of, like, cool, like, scenery, and, like, look, like, there's... Lots of locations with, like, funny stuff going on. Like, one of the locations that you have to travel to and, and do stuff at is, uh, uh, it's the, the world's biggest ball of twine. There's also, like, a, like a, uh, like a fish farm and a little, like, dinosaur, like, tourist attraction place with, like, fake, like, metal dinosaurs that talk to you and, and, uh, little things like that that are just kind of, like, silly and stupid and funny. But, like, the story, the problem is, like, you are so you set out to like try to just try to find the Bigfoot and figure out what happened to him and everything, and like there's no story in between really. Like there's no arc that you progress through, and and there's like there's not really any climax of any sort either. It's just like you're doing all these things to try to get closer and closer and closer to finding Bruno, and then at the end like and then at the end it's resolved. But like. It's it's a lot different from games from from really most of the uh, LucasArts point and clicks, especially Monkey Island and uh, and and even like Grim Fandango and stuff like that. Where as you progress and as you figure out puzzles in the game and get to new places, like the story like takes turns and and builds up and and goes through lots of stuff that's like really cool to experience on the way. This doesn't have much of that. It's mostly just figuring out silly puzzles and progressing and eventually getting to the to the to the resolution uh of the mystery but nothing really happens in between so like it's not i was never really bored playing it except for maybe at a few parts when i got stuck i i think i think what this does is when you get stuck on a game like this uh it's not as fun to keep on playing if there's not also a good story behind it and we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about this before um, yeah like balance yeah so like it kind of is lacking a little bit there. Um and then like even really even at the end it's like when you get to the very end of the game like just a bit like like right up to the very end that you kind of finally learn exactly like what's been going on and and uh and what happened to the Bigfoot but that, like then even at that point it's just like all right yeah this is what happened now there now you got to figure out these few more puzzles. And then you do these few more puzzles and it's like okay all right like you know game over here's here's the ending uh so i guess to kind of to wrap it up um i had fun playing the game and it, it's a it's a good game it's a fun game but it, it it's it's just kind of lacking in story it, and, it, and it's it's not a great game like again like monkey island is the one i'll always refer to because it's those games have a good story as you go along this one has a you know, it's got a good premise. It's got lots of good stuff in between, but there isn't really a good ongoing story to the game. The impression I've always gotten of the Sam and Max games is that they're like, like you said, they're not really serious. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's that they're like really lighthearted and it's supposed to be more fun and funny than it's supposed to be like telling a uh, kind of overarching story. Mm-hmm. Did you get that at all, or did it more casual? Not really? Yeah, I wouldn't say more casual, but I think what what Blake said is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like even in Monkey Island, they they you could say the same thing about it, but it still has a good story. Like it's pretty it's pretty lighthearted for the most part. But it actually has like a they they manage to also write a story into that that you care about with with characters that like you actually re- really care like what is happening to them and what's going on. In this game, there's 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 nothing going on to care about really. Okay. Um, did you beat it? Yeah, yeah, I did beat it. I uh I stayed up like five hours last night finishing the game. So, so that I would finish it uh, for the podcast because I really didn't want to uh, wait two more weeks uh, mm, to talk to about talk it. About it. Mm-hmm. But um, so I guess that brings up one more thing. There were a few parts that I got stuck, and and as far as the puzzles go, I'd say this one, this game is kind of like medium to difficult puzzle. Like it, it's, I, f- I feel like this is a lot more difficult than, or maybe not a lot more. It's moderately more difficult than uh, the Monkey Island games, or at least the first one. It's been it's been kind of too long since I played the second one for me to really compare that. But um one big problem gameplay-wise that I had with this one was there were literally uh four points in the game where there was like a uh location that you could just walk to or like a door you could go through or whatever uh that I like couldn't actually see so I didn't know that you were able hmm. to walk to this or that place. Uh, and it, it wasn't like hidden. It wasn't like supposed to be like hidden places. It was like, oh, that's a door way back there in the background that I'm able to walk through. Okay, I guess, I guess now I can like, like I. So what happened was a couple times I got stuck really hard, and I was like, I think there may be something going on like non-puzzle wise that I just can't figure out. And even if there's not, I'm just completely fucking stuck. So I'm just gonna bite the bullet and like look up a guide and figure out what I'm supposed to do from here. Damn. Every single time that happened, it was because there was some room that I didn't realize I could walk into. Uh, which is really, like, like, like I said, one of them, there was a small little door in the background that I couldn't tell I could walk through. Uh, a couple times, uh, there were, like, if you walk to the side, so, so, at all the locations, not all of them are just one screen large. A lot of them, you walk off to the side, and of course the camera pans over, and it keeps going, and there's a little bit more stuff there. There were two places where, like, I, I never, like, just happened to walk in the exact right spot to make the camera pan over. And so I thought that the, what I was looking at on the screen was everything that you can see and interact with at this location, but it would just, happened that I didn't, like, click to walk on the exact right area that would make the camera pan over and show me more that was in this place. So that, like, really fucked me over on a couple things and got me stuck. And I would look it up and be like, oh, okay, I just need to, like, walk here. Part of it's because I think the, uh, the the cursor is a little bit too big. Um, and so, like, you might be thinking you're clicking on one thing, but you're actually actually clicking on something else so he doesn't walk to the right place. There was one, like, the the last part that I got stuck on this, like, even after I found out where I was supposed to walk to, like, I couldn't get him to walk to the right place uh, until I clicked, like, really uh, a bit off from where I would have thought that I was supposed to click. And then he walked over to the to the place that I hadn't, like, 
realized I could get to yet. So as far as that goes, there were a couple flaws uh, just with like yeah. the game mechanics itself, uh, themselves. I, I like challenging puzzles. I hate stupid shit like that where it's like something that you just wouldn't realize if you. Yeah, I just yeah. Don't like stuff like that. Like. Oh know. yeah, nobody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so. So yeah, a few problems with that. I still had a good time playing the game, but um, it's it's not in- as engaging as it could have been. You know, like if it had uh, a fuller story, uh, a better art going on, and, and if they could have taken care of some of those little weird little gameplay mechanics. Did I rain? I didn't rain for too long, did I? No, that's bad at all. I'm just thinking, <laughs> honestly. Would you recommend it to a friend? Uh, depends on what friend. <laughs> Fair enough. I would put this curse on my enemies. Not my <laughs> no, yeah, it depends I, on I, what quote friend. <laughs> Blake, I, yes. Jay, no. I think I've made it sound like I disliked the game much more than I. That's did. what I got. That's what I got for them. Okay. Because I really, like I said, I did have fun playing the game. I do consider this a good game. Okay. But it's ju- I wouldn't consider it like like just such a great classic. Like you know, again, would like, you play it again? Probably not. Okay. That's a good question. I'd say probably not. That's usually like my gauge. Is like, did I like it? It's like, in five years, if I forgot most of the game, like the puzzles and, and some of the other aspects of it, would I play it again? And if the answer is no, then I probably didn't like it very much. Or it's just not, it doesn't have good replay value. Yeah, I, I'd say... Well, the biggest problem, especially like with puzzle games, is that once you play them once, you know exactly what See, to do. After five years, I usually don't remember. Really? Yeah, I usually forget most puzzles. I, I realized that this week specifically. Like for me, I went back um, about a year ago or so and played. Or no, Zelda? I think it was two years. I played Link to the Past. Yeah. Yeah. But how many and, times have you played it prior to this? Uh, probably like five, six, seven okay, times. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you play it more than once, absolutely. Like I, I get you're saying, you remember everything and just like wreck through it, pretty much. Well, for, yeah. for me, uh, it all goes back to the whole story thing once again. Like, mm. if I am replaying a puzzle game, like, again, I'll use Monkey Island as an example because it does so many things so well. Uh, when I replay that game, it's it's like the same reason that I would go back and rewatch a movie. Uh, it's mostly because I really enjoyed the story. Even if I remember all the puzzles, that's cool. I just you know would like to kind of go through the story again. Since this one doesn't really have, uh, since this one's story is just frankly pretty weak, it would just be a matter of me going back to it just so I could go through all the puzzles again. And that's not really, that's not, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Not exciting. Once you know what to do, that's, that's the whole game right there. Sure. Yeah, especially for a puzzle game. If it doesn't have some kind of other element supporting it, uh, I don't think puzzle games have any replayability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Something like like you're talking about going back for uh, a game story, uh, like Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, um, Super uh-huh. Mario RPG, the stuff like that. A lot of the old classics that we talk about all the time on here. I go back and play those so much because I have so much fun with the story. I know exactly what's yep. going to happen, and I but know still how great. to tweak out my characters to max the shit out of them and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the story is still very emotional, very moving. Very up and down and all over the place. And has a lot of nostalgia too, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, I agree with all that. Cool. 
All right, Blake. Yeah, what's up? What's up with you? Blake, did you play yeah, a game this week? Um, yeah, a little bit. Wow. <laughs> you play? I know, right? I, I was surprised. I mean, gaming podcast, I figure you're going to talk about shoes. shoes. Well, travel. well, he's, I really he's don't getting do there. Shoes, Just give him a so. chance. Oh, he's, he's getting there. <laughs> uh, hey, now, I'm not AJ. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um, four times a week. So I've picked up Devil May Cry 3 again. Oh. Which is okay. just in that ten year mark for us right now. Oh, oh yeah, so I'm pretty right, happy about huh? that. Nice. Yeah, I actually double checked before I started playing. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, where is this?" And it was it came out like February 2015. Hell yeah, or, or 20, 2005, 2005. I mean, nice. Yeah. So just barely cutting it off with that one. And I was like, you know, I I love this game. I feel like playing a little bit again. Um, for those that don't know, Devil May Cry Three is where the series got good. Um, it's a it's a game series about the two sons of Sparta and Sparta's like hell's best lieutenant and all this. He's super duper badass, but he was a really nice guy too. And he made love to a human woman. And, uh, Ooh. now his kids, like Dante and that. Virgil, no. uh, reading fa- fans of books will probably recognize those two names. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're half human, half demon, and they don't like each other. So the game starts off. You're, getting ready to eat a pizza you're opening up this demon hunting joint you get this a phone real call life, you're eating pizza while you're playing or your guys uh, well eating? i'm actually eating pizza right now funny oh enough. nice Jelly. you're talking about yeah. you're listening to the podcast and eating pizza <laughs> no so in the game talking about the game you are dante sitting there eating a pizza he gets a phone call and all this and then a guy comes in and wrecks your shop oh, and shit. so you you're like well i've got to go kick this guy's ass now yeah. And so you venture out into the streets, and then as you walk out, your shop falls apart. <laughs> like, it completely turns into debris. It It's pretty sad. Uh, and then you walk off, and you go and you fight uh, through a bunch of demons. The gameplay is easily the best part about the game, although uh, the the writing is... It has its charm, but I'll get to that in a bit. The gameplay is this action-oriented, <laughs> stylish show-off fest and if you're not good at the game you're going to be really 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 frustrated uh devil may cry 3 the original release in america the normal mode for us was actually harder than the normal mode in japan what they did is they took hard from japan and made it our normal and our hard mode was like their super hard mode or something like that's crazy it's one of the only games that's ever been brought over to america and made more difficult uh, I mean, there's a ton of games in the past that were made easier. Final Fantasy IV is the first one that comes to mind for me. But this one was actually made harder. And before I played Devil May Cry 3 the first time, years ago, I had uh, I'd played through Devil May Cry 1. Devil May Cry 1 is nothing special. It's an okay game, uh, like a 7 out of 10. The writing is, it's all cheesy in like a bad, cringeworthy way. <laughs> and the gameplay is, it's got the beginnings of what Devil May Cry 3 does with the series, but it's just so bare bones, lackluster. There's just not much to it. Uh, and so Devil May Cry 3 comes along and really figures out how to make the genre work. Um, it introduces styles. So you've got Gunslinger, 
which specializes in guns. Any any time at any time, you've got your melee weapons equipped. You've got one melee weapon equipped on one button, and on a different button, you've got uh, your ranged weapon, which can be anything from pistols to a shotgun to a sniper rifle and some other stuff. And the styles are based on different things, like Gunslinger gives you special things that you can do with your guns during combat. Uh, Royal Guard lets you guard against attacks. It's really unique in that sense. Uh, and then once you guard some attacks... You can build up a special meter that lets you unleash some super, super strong stuff. Then there is uh, uh, Swordmaster, and that one, obviously, it specializes in your melee stuff. lets you do different stuff with your sword weapons, with your electric guitar that you find at one point, um, uh, your gauntlets, probably my favorite weapon. I like the fist weapons, and a couple others. And then the last one is Trickster, which is Trickster is pretty much like the beginner's uh, style. And what it does is it lets you evade attacks or teleport around sometimes after you level it up some. Each style has its own levels that you have to build up so you can unlock more techniques for it and all this. And for uh, for Trickster, after you start leveling that one up, it lets you like start teleporting right on top of your enemies, which does create some pretty cool potential combos. Uh, and that's like the meat of the game. It's this action-driven, stylized uh, beat-em-up type game. It's like the new... It's a stylish beat-em-up is what a lot of people have taken to calling them. Um, games like Devil May Cry 3, Devil May Cry 4, um, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, so on and so forth. And the the gameplay in the game just feels so solid and once you start to get the handle on it, once you understand the enemy patterns, when to dodge them, when to hit them, what weapon to pull out at what time, it starts to get really, really fun. And that's the that's the best part about Dead May Cry 3. Once you start feeling like you're good at the game, like you just go out there and you destroy everybody. And you come away without getting hit at all. And then you taunt the enemies at the end of it. And you're like, yeah, I'm a complete fucking badass. This is great. <laughs> So is this game like uh kind of a like does it take on sort of like a funny jokey tone? Yeah, the plot of the game which I was just about to get to is in the first game, Devil May Cry 1 had a semi-serious tone, which is why it was so god awful cringeworthy. <laughs> uh it's Devil May Cry 1 is where the classic line I was going to fill your dark soul with lies. <laughs> That's where that comes from. And people aren't laughing with that scene. They're laughing <laughs> at it because it is terrible. And that's the whole thing with uh, Devil May Cry 1. It's got the one moment at the, towards the end where it's kind of uh, – where it's like a little looser. And he goes he goes to shoot the final boss and he goes, jackpot. And it's like that's that's as close – that's the kind of characterization that we see through all of Devil May Cry 3. I think a large part of the reason for that is Devil May Cry 1 was originally supposed to be a Resident Evil series spinoff where you played as Wesker or someone that had Wesker-like abilities. And because of that, it's gotten much more of a dark, oppressive, uh, quiet kind of a theme to it because it's supposed to be a part of the Resident Evil series, which is typically like that. But then by Devil May Cry 3, they're doing their own thing. They know how where they want to take the series, and they completely nail it. It's a over-the-top, excessive, 
ridiculous, absurd, cheesy show the entire way through. Like, Dante is always spouting off silly one-liners. Like, you run into uh, this character, Lady, who eventually gives you a rocket launcher, and her name is actually Lady. That's the name she goes by. By the way, I'm not just saying, oh, there's some lady you run into. <laughs> and, uh, like, you just start – she's trying to kill you because you're a demon. You're half-demon, so she hates you, and that's plot stuff that I don't want to get into too much. But she absolutely loathes you. So she's pulling out these submachine guns and stuff at you all the time and just trying to blow you away. So and Dante's just doing, like, flips through the air and firing his pistols at the bullets she's shooting to knock them out of the air. And then he's, like, laughing at her and mocking her the whole time he's doing it. Uh, and then there's another character called Jester, who is, like, the Joker in the Devil May Cry universe. He's... <laughs> All right, let me let me summar up, summarize his character like this. He has a line where he sa- he sings, actually, Jester's gonna spank your butt, spank you on the butt. <laughs> And that's pretty much what he does. And then he he's kind of like Dante in that he's dancing around, he's dodging bullets, he's laughing at you, he's bending over and spanking himself with his <laughs> jester rod. It's he's a ridiculous character. The whole game is a lot like that. But then it's got those like kind of like, oh, things are getting serious and shit's kind of awesome and cool right now. Where instead of just being like cheesy, it's also like. Over-the-top, insane action sequences. The best action sequence in the game, <clears throat> it's about halfway through the game, and it's uh, there's this mission, Leviathan. And what happens is that there's this giant flying behemoth outside of this tower that you're trying to climb. And you walk, you get to the top of this tower, and then you are trying to get onto this behemoth. And to do that, Dante decides to... Uh, at this point, you're back at the bottom of the tower. So what Dante decides to take a bike, a motorcycle, and drive it up the side of the tower. <laughs> because he can do that. Why not? And then he starts like throwing his sword at enemies. And to make his sword go even faster, he pulls out his gun and he shoots it. <laughs> he shoots his sword. So the bullet hits the handle of the sword, the hilt... And pushes the sword a little bit faster, and then he catches up to the sword. It's just all this crazy stuff like this the whole time. It's it's, it's so so much stupid fun. The game's fucking awesome. I love Devil May Cry three. Um, overall, it's probably my favorite in the Devil May Cry series. Even after like playing through this one again, uh, like this compared to Devil May Cry four, I've got to go with uh, man. There's so much I like about four, but the fact that the main character. And just the way that the the story is laid out and stuff, it's not as fun. Devil May Cry 3 pretty much gets all of the notes right. And there's a reason uh, it's like a classic to anybody that likes the stylish beat-em-up genre. That sounds pretty awesome. I I didn't – I haven't played any of the Devil May Cry games, and I always thought they were like serious games. But then you were like talking yeah. about the guys sitting around <laughs> eating pizza, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like he's sitting on a chair in his uh, in his office – shirtless without his jacket on <laughs> just scarf it on pizza and stuff no you here um i will at some point i will link up like the opening cutscene to you and you can watch that and it's completely not serious at all the very first game it takes itself very seriously unfortunately but okay. after but even that like, devil, un- devil may cry 2 is like no one plays that one devil may cry 2 also takes itself really seriously it tries to be a little more lighthearted, but it's like 
darkly lighthearted, I think. Okay. Whereas Devil May Cry 3 is complete cheese all the way through. Cheese pizza? Uh, no, pepperoni, actually. We're talking about pizza. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Uh, that actually sounds really awesome. I'm kind of interested in this game now. Well, Devil May Cry 3 is available on Steam if you wanted to pick it up. Uh, it's probably 15, maybe 20 bucks. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Have you played the new one? The new, like, is it like... No, the not DMC. I haven't played it yet. I had someone gift it to me a while back, Mm -hmm. like two years ago. (laughs) Is that old? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's about two years old now. I didn't realize that. Yeah, someone gifted it to me on Steam. I haven't played it uh, someday. I'm going to get around to it, but... uh, Have you heard anything about it? I've heard from fans of the series. They don't like it at all. People that people that weren't fans of the original Devil May Cry series have been bigger fans of it because it seems pretty. From what I can tell, it's simplified. It's a okay. much easier game. Uh, from what I've noticed, it kind of looks like it goes back into that being uh, like not very good storytelling, mm-hmm. which is a big part of the reason that I'm not too psyched about it. Okay. Well, you got me interested in it. Nice. Jay, have you ever played Also, uh, to touch on the soundtrack really quick, it's a bunch of, like, hard rock, thrash metal kind of stuff, and it works so beautifully with the gameplay. The The soundtrack on the game is great. It matches it 100%. Cool. Is it uh is it by anybody famous, or is it just kind of like a... No, I, it was just some in-house at uh, Capcom, I think. I don't know what else they've worked on, actually. Okay. I've never really heard their name said now. Now that I think about it. The band? Uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, whatever, the band, the composer, whoever. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, Jay, have you ever played any of those? Jay. I think he's dead. I'm sorry, I muted my mic because there's so much background noise. I was talking. Um, yeah, I played uh, the second one when it first came out, but it was a long time ago. Do you like it? I wasn't a big fan of it at the time. You didn't really care for it? Uh-uh. I didn't like it at all. My friend was, like, really into it. Actually, most of my friends are really into the series. Okay. <laughs> Damn. All right, what you been playing? So, um, first of all, Blake, did you know they're remaking Final Fantasy X and X-2 again this year? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, hold on. I think I actually did hear about that. Yeah, they're remaking it again for PS4, for and PS4, it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it comes like, out like why? Comes Come out in like on. a month or two. Yeah, I was just reading the updates. They're just like graphics, and they're gonna add a couple more gameplay features. <laughs> and uh, they're gonna wanna because I actually played Final Fantasy X too this week. That's what I played. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know if you, have you played the uh, the HD or international versions with the updated soundtrack? No, I haven't. So they they updated the soundtrack and like the quality of the the music is better, but it's a little bit different, and certain certain tracks are not as good. Some of the other ones are better, and so in the the new version they're gonna make for PS4, you can choose which track you want. So like you can keep it OG, which is like something very minor, but to like people like you and I, it's kind of a big mm. deal because the music is like, super important. Mm. Um, the other thing is, did you know that they almost made Final Fantasy X three? No. Yeah, Google it. If they like in 2013, I think I remember hearing a little bit about that, and it continues off of the big like where. Final Fantasy X 2 ruins what happens at the end of Final Fantasy X. 
Yeah, it's like, well, it's like a couple years later. They talked about doing two things. Mm-hmm. They talked about doing it like a couple years later from 10-2 and just like creating like a new story and et cetera, et cetera. The other thing that was rumored is that they were going to do a prequel to 10 and you play as Jack Doran huh. and, and uh, Brasco. That would be kind of cool as a... That would be nuts. As a shorter game. Yeah, that would be freaking nuts. But That would be pretty cool, yeah. Anyway, so I played uh, 10-2 for the podcast. Blake, what is the popular opinion of Final Fantasy 10-2? It is terrible. The story is one of the worst things that's ever happened with a Final Fantasy game, but the gameplay is actually pretty cool. So yes, they uh, the gameplay is actually really, really good. I, I played it when it first came out, and I hated the game in its entirety just because of the characters and kind of like what the story did and stuff, so I, like, I didn't even like to pay attention to the gameplay. But So the difference between Final Fantasy X was a stereotypical uh, turn-based game. Like there was, there was no active to it whatsoever. It was just turn-based. Final Fantasy X 2 you can turn on active mode, and so it's still turn-based in the sense of... Well, no, it's not turn-based. You, you get to choose your abilities through the same menu system, but the fight is always going. So if your opponent has a faster attack time than some one of your characters, they'll go twice before you get to go once. And if you are sitting there thinking, they'll just beat you down and kill you. And it's, uh, it's fun. It makes boss fights really fun because you have to be very quick and you have to think on your toes and you can't like sit there and think about things for too long otherwise you just get one shot and the thing that they the thing that they implemented i did not realize this like the class system is very similar to final fantasy tactics it is very similar to final fantasy tactics and i didn't notice that until now yeah so you obviously you know you get the dress spheres and you put them on the the the, the grid so dress spheres robert are the classes like that's that's what they're referred to as and you you get this grid and it's like a grid with like five or six slots on it and you get to put, put ugh, you get to pick which classes you want to put on the grid, and you assign a grid to a character, and they can switch between those classes during combat. When they switch between classes, they actually get benefits. There's like buffs and certain things you get from going to class to class to class. And the classes have like 20 different abilities they they can learn, and you get to pick which ability they learn, just like job points. And it's it's like the same exact kind of setup in that regard. Um, huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like I I totally forgot about that with this game, and it is so fun. There are so many classes, and they added a couple new ones for the HD version. They added a class called the Festivalist, which is like this goofy, pajama-wearing person eating cotton candy. And they do like the most bizarre abilities. Like They summon like these goldine-looking fishes that run at the mobs and blow up. And it's just like really kind of funny, and it's like a kind of a heartwarming class. Just like It doesn't really do too much. <laughs> and uh, they... Funny. Yeah, they have like a, a variety of classes. They have like Warrior, you have Thief, you have Black Mage, White Mage, and they have like a Death Knight type thing. I think it's called like a drain knight or something like that. But and there's just like the variety of stats that you get. They balance the classes so well. Like the casters have very low dodge and very low health, and then the melee classes obviously have more health. And when you're playing an active, you're and you just like I, I just like have like a buff bot. Like I have one character who's just buffing everybody and just it's active, so it's like super duper quick. And the fights are really really intricate. And um, the way that fighting works, like, I, I realized this a couple of days ago, is like in the fights, like you get into a combat, and like instead of like your three characters lining up and and their let's say three mobs lining up, they don't necessarily do that. They um, oh, hold on a second, I'm lagging really bad. Oh. Uh, they the mobs will be like inside your party. They'll be like standing around your characters, and if your character gets a back hit on them, like it hits them from behind, or if they hit you from behind, it does double damage. You can't move your character, so like you can't really like move into a better position. But it kind of gives you a little bit of a strategic edge if you see something that's like facing away from you or targeting somebody specifically, because you can just nail somebody for you can almost one shot most mobs. 
Um, huh. the, la- the thing that I didn't like, Blake, uh, when I first played Final Fantasy X 2 was how open it was and how the story wasn't the centerpiece of it. And that is actually what I love about it this time. I am like <laughs> loving huh. it because Final Fantasy X was so one rail, one track. There was really yes. not much you could do until you got towards the very end of the game. You it's had funny just, that like, so many people give 13 such a hard time about that. 10 was just as bad. Yeah. And that, so, okay, funny. ten was almost as bad. Thirteen is literally on rails. Yeah, you can't. Do um, ten is really close to it, and it's one it's of the a, things that I've yeah. always disliked about ten. I, that's actually that's funny. Like I like ten for that, just because of how good the story is, and it just kind of keeps you on track. And but yeah, it is annoying at times. You're like, well, I, I don't really feel like doing the story. I kind of want to drift off and do some random yeah, shit. Exactly. Obviously, in ten, you can't do that. Ten two, like literally, like <laughs> Roberts, the game is completely the other way open. Around. Yeah, yeah, the game starts and you have the airship and it's like, oh, mm. like you'll open the map and it'll be like, oh, this place is a hot spot. You should go here. And it like kind of hints that you should go there to continue with the story. Uh, and you uh, can be like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go to <laughs> 20 other places and there's random events going on and I'm going to go do all these random quests and get like gear and items and characters. That's the other thing, Blake. Do you did you remember that you could use uh, m- multiple creatures or characters in 102? I haven't played 102 yet. I never have. Oh, okay. So you can use like unit or uh, Riku's brother and shit in your party. Like, I was like, huh. they call them, like, creatures. <laughs> and you can, like, teach them abilities. They're kind of like Aeons. Like, you can use items to teach them abilities and stuff. And it's really fun. Like, the gameplay is, is really, really fun. The story is absolute dog shit. Um, uh, I, I don't remember what the story is because I, like, blacked it out of my memory. I, I think I, like, lost it in therapy or something. But <laughs> I've, I'm, like, halfway through the actual story, and I couldn't tell you anything about it because there's nothing there yet. Like, there's some, like, hints at stuff, and obviously, like, we all know how the game starts, and that's kind of what, what dragged a lot of people through the entire game just to see, but I don't know. If the story is as bad as everybody's saying and as, as I remember, I, I still, the gameplay is so fun, and I love the openness of the game, and I love going back to all the locations uh, from Final Fantasy X and just exploring and seeing and kind of seeing what people are doing, um, because ten two is based two years after Final Fantasy X ended. So you get to kind of see what people did and stuff, and I don't know. It's really fun so far. The music is fantastic as always, like with every Final Fantasy game, and yeah, HD graphics are nuts too. Really, really good. Uh, maybe the uh, fact that it's so not story focused is good also because the story is so bad. Yeah, I mean. Final Fantasy X was the exact opposite. Like a lot of people don't like the gameplay, but the story is just that gripping that mm-hmm. it keeps you going. I like the gameplay in Final Fantasy X. I just like the Sphere Grid. I think the Sphere Grid was one of their coolest designs they ever did. And um, yeah, I mean, you're probably See, right. I don't like the, the Sphere Grid, but I like I the, the sphere combat. Sphere Grid like combat. Like um, yeah, but it's PoE. There's a limited number of choices, and ten you max out eventually. That's kind that's of true. Yeah. The only way the way I usually look at it is I'm like, okay, by the end of the game, I'll probably reach this point because you know you you yeah, only get yeah. so far before you beat the game. So, um, fuck the, the other thing is, I love the spear good. Uh, they added the the jump mechanic. So when you're out of combat, there are so many places you can jump to, and Yuna has like I don't know, she can jump like to Africa. Like she's so crazy but like you can basically it's true you can jump so far and so like you always have to kind of look for secrets and there's a lot more of that in this game which is nice because like anytime you go anywhere like a city or anything you always have to be on the lookout for like secret areas and um the other the only thing i'm nervous about and i remember this last time i played it kind of stressed me out was that your whole objective is to try and get 100 percent of the game completed which is very hard to do because 
there's chapters in the game, and so in each chapter you have to do enough to reach a certain percentage in order to get 100%. So if you accidentally transition to a cha- uh, through a chapter without completing the, the, those objectives, you can't go back and do them. They'll be different in, in the following chapter. So it's something like I briefly remember, but I haven't run into yet. So I might have to do a second playthrough, which is whatever. The game's not that long. I think the game's probably like 20 or 30 hours if you just play through the entire story real quick. I'm pretty sure. I would not real be quick. That's pretty quick. For a Final Fantasy game, that's really quick. 40? Final... I said 20 to 30. Oh, I thought you said 30 to 40. Oh, no. <laughs> Rob, please. <laughs> 20 to 30 is a very low amount for a Final yeah, Fantasy Yeah, 20s. Yeah, it's pretty low. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. And I'm actually really excited if they remake it again, because I'll probably end up playing it again, especially if they make any gameplay changes at all. Like uh, The other thing, Blake, I ran into yesterday, they brought back the card game from, from 8. Uh, a similar style. It's like with coins, but... I was like, oh, because I always really liked that in Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, sweet. So it's actually not too Better bad of a game, I... even though the story is terrible. Yep. At least so far. I mean, I remember some tidbits of the story, but yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, how about top threes? How about them? Do, guys... do we want to do want to talk about the obvious ones? Princess guys... Peach. Come on. I don't think I've never understood that. I think there may be like one obvious one, but it's not on my list. It's not probably not on my list as well. Why don't we just go? I mean, I guess I can only think of one that would be like, oh yeah, that's the big one that happened a lot. Laura Croft. Yeah, that was what I was. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, with that out of the way, (laughs) and by the way, we are. we're, we're being gender neutral on this show because we did hottest male characters first, like two or three episodes ago. Okay, Robert. I don't think you have to do that. I'm just getting this out of the way. Hey! Yes, I do. Just getting this out of the way. I don't want to be accused of any shit. Robert? I love you. Do you want to go first, Rob? Nope. <laughs> I feel like the obvious ones would have been like anything from Dead or Alive. <laughs> uh, well, that's is that? Yeah, retro. I guess that's retro. Yeah, that, that fits in the I just, I just remember in PS2 or was it PS1 or PS2 when it came out, and it was just like boobs everywhere, boobs, boobs, boobs. boobs, boobs. Uh, Dead or Alive 2 was the first game that I ever played, and I was like, all right, they're hot. Yeah, it, was that the one where their boobs moved like in like outside? The boobs like, had a higher away. FPS than the rest. Yeah, of the Yeah, then the actual something. body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They like moved. <laughs> Out of sync with the body, too. It was funny. Probably. And you could adjust your age. Uh, could you really? I don't remember that. Well, you sure. could adjust your age. In the in the, in the the settings for the game, like in the options, there was a place where you could input your age, and you could do anywhere from 0 to 99. And what that did was the higher the number, the bouncier they were. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. So uh, um, that, might, that might have been Dead or Alive 3, but it was one of them. That's funny as well. Two or three. Who wants to go first? I don't really. You go first. You go first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. Dead or Alive. From Dead or Alive to Hell. There it is. Called it. Called that one. <laughs> uh, my number three would be Final Fantasy VII Tifa. I, I thought that hey, would be obvious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, let's. I got. I want to discuss my. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just listing it off. Like, what, what do you? What do you have to say about it? What? What I, I had really to say liked about her it. hips and her hands. We all know what you were looking at. Let's be honest here, Robert. What I, what I wanted to say is that normally uh, on the Dead or Alive games, 
normally the go-to hot chick is uh, Kasumi. But my pick is Helena because she she always struck She's me as Marcus. as more <laughs> as a little bit more elegant and refined. Okay, you're making this really creepy. And not just straight up. Shut up. God. Like we we took a top three and came up with something good, and you just had to make it weird. <laughs> Dude, this I really is liked her. Weird. Her personality is great. I'm glad that she has nice teeth, and I'm glad that she's fit. Did you? Did any of y'all play uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball? No, I saw the game. Never played it. I really wanted to. I never oh, got around to uh, playing it, but like, I still kind of want to play that game. You know, you could play the game uh, with one hand. Why? Like, so you could jerk off with the other one? Is that what you're playing? No, that's exactly what I'm saying because. Uh, the controls, you didn't hit, like, you don't even use the joystick to move them around. You just use the buttons to, like, hit the ball. You don't have to move the characters. I, like, I'm pretty sure that was a purposeful design decision. God. And today, on the Classic Gaming Podcast, we reach new lows. <laughs> I, what, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> could have just said it and let it go. You had All to, like, go into was... detail and explain it. So, thanks, thanks, Billy Mays. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying I was talking about it. I was just talking about a mechanic on a video game. Oh, I know. No, I meant prior to that. No, the mechanic was interesting. Prior to that, what? I wanted to talk about why I chose this character. Isn't that what we do in our top threes? We say, my number three is... Yeah, but I don't know Here is why. I don't need to know to that it's because of her personality, though. <laughs> oh, Robert! Holy, holy shit! Uh, I still love you, Robert. It's not. No, you don't. It's not as much. Sorry, Jay. So, what's yours then? Oh, I already said it, but uh, was definitely Tifa from Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, that's an obvious one. I thought that's what you guys were gonna say for the obvious one. Boring. Oh, okay. Sorry. I really like her personality. Uh, <laughs> her choice in mates was really interesting. And she went to college, which is really important to me. Her teeth are okay, which is kind of a big deal. So my number three, I'm going to go with... Uh... No, that, let me, I want to say that would have been my number four. Oh, my God. I'm going to go with uh, Mai from King of Fighters. Hold on. I gotta put How do you spell it? I. It's M-A-I. Wow. I spelled it right on first try, Robert. Oh, yeah, okay. Good job. Yeah, yeah. She's like... Everybody has probably seen a cosplay of this character before. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, if if you don't know, uh, M-A-I, go Google that. M-A-I space K-O-F. Okay, um... All right, so Number back to two. me, I guess. Yeah. Number two is uh, Cosmos. What is that from? Uh, she's that's a from, cyborg. That's from Xenosaga. Or an android, rather, actually. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one anyway. Who cares? I don't care. Hey, I don't discriminate. It's like liking anime. Okay, I don't care if she's Probably a living. not even anything you can do. First, I mean, I'd say Sean is better from Xenosaga if we're going Who? there. Uh, she, I, I'm pretty sure. We're not going to argue about this. We're not arguing wait, about wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. Who? The main character. Cosmos oh, is the main so. character. No, she's not. Okay, who's the main character? Shia. Shia, S-H-I-A? S-H-I-O-N. Saga S H I O O O N. I don't remember. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, she is a main character, isn't she? Yeah, you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, that, yeah, that's a good pick. I don't know why Robert played the game then. <laughs> yeah, he didn't pay attention to anything. This mm-hmm. is like 20 years ago when I played this damn game. Yeah, that was a good pick. That's a good pick. <laughs> I play, yeah, pat yourself on the back. Yeah, yeah, good pick, me. Good pick, good pick. <laughs> good hustle, good hustle. Good hustle, good hustle. <laughs> oh, I'm hustling. So Jay, you're number two. Uh, my number two would be Sophitia from uh, Soul Calibur. The frozen Soul Calibur. I almost went from uh, went with a uh, Soul Calibur. Wait, dude, Soul Calibur was good series. Right? Soul Calibur was like the PG Dead or Alive. What's yeah, Soul- it kind of was. What's it's the really- character? I didn't. What's the, what's the name? Sophitia. Spell the name. She's got a shield and sword. One person at a time. Spell their name. Oh yes, it is Sophitia. Oh my god, Robert. You really don't want me to know who this person is, do you? No, I don't care. You can just Google. So, Fischia, okay. So, Fischia. I used to play her. I actually really like playing her, too. Oh, I mean, she's alright. Okay, Robert. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Why don't you stick with your disgusting Android love story, you <laughs> No, I mean, right. this isn't a bad Blake, Keep going. This, no, no, Blake, all keep right, going. Alright, no, uh, this is another one that it's probably... My list is kind of like the obvious ones, it feels like, just because I... Whatever. Um, my number two is Chun-Li from Street Fighter. I knew you were going to pick a lot of fighting games. I knew, I knew a lot of fighting games were going to come uh, here. W- once I started making the list, I was like, God, this is like all fighting game stuff, huh? Yeah. It really, really yeah. says something, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Chun-Li. It's uh, the thighs. Come on. The thighs. Yeah. She's got some uh, awesome thighs. All right, Robert, do you want a drum roll for your number one? I like Cosmos's hair. Oh my god. <laughs> god damn. Stop it, Robert. Can't handle it. Uh, my number one. Blake, I'm gonna say the game, you say the character. Oh, it's Meryl, isn't it? Cool, very close. Uh, ah. Uh, Sniper Wolf? No, three. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, Eva? Uh, yeah, Eva. Eva. I think it's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good. That's a good one. I'll respect that. Thanks. She she does look good in that one. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Cool. All right. uh, and if if you uh, there's what if you uh tranquilize her if you if you shoot her with a trank then she falls asleep. And really uh, creep territory. <laughs> we never do. This Can we never just stop you right now? You know, Robert. Before you've told us to stop you when you're you're saying too much. I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. No, this is going the opposite direction than what you're thinking. Uh, if you shoot her, I discovered this when I first played Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, and I, I actually think I was one of the first people to, to discover this little Easter egg. If you shoot her with a tranquilizer, she falls asleep, and if you stand there and watch her for long enough... <laughs> okay, maybe this is... I, I just told you to stop talking! Maybe you were right. Yeah. Um, anyway, she starts having a dream about Snake, and she starts going... She starts like she starts saying Snake's name in her sleep. Why the yeah. silence? Jay, I just can't handle you. I'm done. No, I'm done. Yeah. Great work, Robert. You finally did it. <laughs> drove him all. I have nothing to say. Finally did it. Jesus. <laughs> so, Jay. Jay, it's your turn. What you, what um, alright. Uh, my number one would be Nova from the StarCraft series, especially the newer ones. Where are Nova, Robert? Nova? Nova? Uh, not, uh, 
Oh, yeah. I thought her name. Wait, was her name? Wait, this is. Not Kerrigan. Not Kerrigan. She turns into Kerrigan, right? What? No. No. Nova's just a ghost. Kerrigan is in the original series and then becomes the host. Queen of Blades. Which one is Nova in? She's. Actually, that's a good question. I think she's uh, some of the newer ones, actually. Maybe not one of the older ones. Ah, then your list just failed. And uh, yours is worse than mine, then. No, yours is still the worst. Like, I could have not made a list and you still would have been bad. I did actually think of her when I was making my list, but I thought this was Kerrigan's original form. I, I don't really keep... I can't... I don't, I don't really keep up with the uh, lore on StarCraft. Oh, you should. <laughs> should. Oh, yeah, really? Kill yourself. Ah! Follow it up. <laughs> Alright, Blake, save us. Please have a better one than Robert. Um, I mean, my number one... Is your number three? I gotta go with Tifa. Yeah, it's good. That's yeah, fun. it's it's again, it's the obvious one, but it's like mm-hmm. I had the biggest crush on her. She's got the brown hair, brown eye thing. Her character in the game, she's very like girl next door thing. Oh yeah. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're done. Yeah, again, we're gonna tell you to stop talking here. Okay, just. She she's easily the uh, biggest video game crush I've had for a long time, and I you know I'll just say it I don't know why people pick Eris over her. There I said it. I think Eris has an interesting personality. Uh, I agree. Has with interesting that. personalities. Hundred oh, percent on that. I don't see how you could pick her over her. I'm with you on that one, buddy. All right, so that was our whatever that was. That was an awkward Robert moment. <laughs> It wasn't as bad as when we had to talk about the guys that we thought were the hottest. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind either, but I'm saying this was less awkward than that one. Sure. Stop letting it go awkward silence, Robert. I said something and I was waiting for somebody to like acknowledge that I had spoken. Uh, we don't want to acknowledge you right now. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about let's talk about emails. Okay, I guess. We need some more of them first off. <laughs> but we did get uh we did get some interaction. Brian Miller on Twitter. He um where did those is he wants me to ask you guys where he should level uh Kimari on the original sphere grid after getting steel. Uh Riku's. Whoa, 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 what? Say that again. Um ask the resident FFX yeah, yeah, experts, yeah, I where you. I should level Kimari on the original Sphere Grid after getting Steel. You should not get Steel. You should just go down Arn's path. No, I usually he uh, works. I feel like he works best as a, another Riku. Another Riku, yeah. Really, I leveled him as Arn. Like I, I had him as a secondary Arn because he can get. He's got the piercing weapons, but like. Eh. You also get you can get armor breaks. Like unless thing, you already have I think armor. the thing that I like most about it is that you start you find a lot of uh, fights where like you run into two mechs later on, two mechs and something else, and it really helps to have him around and being able to uh, being able to insta kill both of the mechs. I think, think it's dependent on what your other players are though too. Because if you have Titus, then, like, like let's see, well, because let's say you have Titus, Riku, and Kamari, you're probably gonna have steel on all three of them. <laughs> If you did that. But if you have, like, Kamari and, like... Well, why would Titus have steel in the middle of the game? Later on, yeah, but... 
just start he, off. He, with. he levels really quick. Him and Waka get more levels like than any other characters. That's, he he finishes his tree like super early on. If you're it playing the OG, depends on how you play it. Really, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> really the way that I play it is that I bring every character into my party, so everybody's getting experience for each battle. Oh, you do that? Wow. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> You're saying you swap every single character in for every fight? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, even I do that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Holy shit, that's time-consuming. It's not really... I mean, they I, run, a little bit, yeah. They run in and out pretty quickly. No, that is so time-consuming. Shut up. That it takes forever. Are you kidding me? Like, especially when you have... Oh, my God, dude. That must take fucking forever. For every fight. Yeah, fuck that. Pretty close, yeah. That, fuck that. <laughs> no way. Like, I don't even know why you'd want to do that. Like, having three characters is, like, super strong. Especially in the OG one. Like, it's so easy to have three OP characters. That's crazy. But to answer the question, it depends on your party, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, I mean that that's the thing that I like about Final Fantasy X as well, is that you can have... Like, every character is supposed to have a use in battle, so that's why I like keeping everybody evenly leveled. So, like, Lulu comes in and zaps the elementals, so on and so forth. I like having that set up, that design. <laughs> the end. That's, that's... Don't let it become awkward silence, Jay! I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I hope that's 100% clear. <laughs> he also it's, wants... it's, it's a very hard question to answer without more information, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. for me, I like uh, I take him down. The last time I played the game, I took him down uh, Riku's tree, got steel, um, which is great. Uh, it, also, is really it lets OP. you, yeah, it lets you get used to exactly. Yeah. What I was about use to is really OP. Use but after is that, great. like, what else is useful in that like, tree? Nothing, just like yeah. Riku. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the thing the is. Thing. Like, yeah. But I mean, if you go down any other tree, it's not like you're getting anything there anyway. You're get, you're just repeating something that somebody else is already doing. And in the middle of the game, up until the end where you're starting to grind out the levels, if you're going for like the extra bonus content and everything, mm-hmm. that's when it starts to become an issue of like, oh, well, I've got to go down this tree and this tree and this tree and this tree. Before then, it's just like, oh, I've got this character filling this role, this one filling this role, this one filling this role. Why would I want to have Kamari duplicate anybody else's role? That's the problem that I always had with Kamari. Hmm. I See, I, I always pick three characters, and I'm like, okay, I need somebody who can fill these roles, and then I just try and map out the tree based on that. I don't, like, level everybody. That's interesting. I guess that makes sense, but it just seems really time-consuming. Uh, he also wants to know if we've ever played NetStorm for PC. No, I didn't heard of it. He says it was basically. No, I, I, I haven't played it. it. It sounds familiar. It's kind of a. It's one of those names, though. I think. Yeah, he said it was basically multiplayer versus tower defense. Hmm. Oh. And that it was fun. But no, I haven't played that. You, neither of you guys have. No. Nope. Uh. Okay. And the other email we got was from. Let me pull this up here. Where'd he go? Oh, here we go. Uh, this is from Norfolk. He says, uh, guys, love the podcast and tune in regularly. I do have a small grievance slash request, though. 
Can you upload the new episode to the Classic Gaming Podcast website the same time you make it available on iTunes? The latest episode, Robert. The latest episode was released uh, on the fourth of April, and it is now the fifteenth. And I'm still looking at episode thirty-three being the latest on the site. Not everyone uses iTunes. Also, I wonder. Actually, hold on. I, I don't even know. I may have actually forgotten entirely about that episode, and completely fucked up on that one. Yeah, but still episode 33. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll get that fixed. Also, while you guys nail the console slash early PC era games, any chance of you covering some of the old Atari slash Commodore slash Sinclair computers? I don't play... I See, I didn't play any of them as a kid. Like, it's yeah, hard for me to... Kind of to, to yeah. I played a little bit of Atari. I don't remember which one. Um, I remember yeah. playing Frogger, and I might have played E.T. a little at some point. I don't know about that. Uh, and some of the other old, like, games where you're a tank and all this. So just bad games. Like, I, it, it, I've played some of them before. I've played some of them on emulator semi-recently since post-2000. And it just, none of them really grabbed me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we need, or, like, I would, uh, I'd be, I'd be interested in actually doing a little bit of that too. I don't really ever think of it too much. At some point, I think I'll uh, dig into some of those games a little bit just to, uh. I, I mean, I would like to as, like, a job someday, like, to research them, but I, I to, for enjoyment, I just don't get any enjoyment out of it, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. be doing it purely for the podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's something that I would, would uh, definitely look into doing. Because, I mean, especially Atari stuff, that's, that's, we, we should, yeah. we should have a little bit of that stuff covered. Um, he says he appreciates, uh, I appreciate that these didn't make such a massive impact in the U.S., but there are plenty of games in there. Maybe bring in some EU-based guest speakers to join the discussion? Cheers. Alright, well, uh, well, about the, um, episodes, what happens is, uh, yeah, what's the excuse, I, Robert? Once Let's I get it. an episode finished and I get it up on iTunes, then I uh, get in touch with Jay and I tell him, Jay, go ahead and put the new episode up on the website. What? <laughs> what? Uh, try not to choke on my drink here. Thanks, Rob. I'm really sorry about that, but, um, I mean, Jay, I, I know you are a pretty busy guy. Robert. If you would like me to start uploading episodes, I'll do it at a much faster pace than you are. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Damn, son. Sick burn. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry also that... Oh, uh, this is just really shitty. Yeah, I need to get the episode... I, I didn't realize I still hadn't even put the most recent episode up yet. So, I will do that. Cool. But no promises. Promises, promises. Okay, promise. I promise I'll put promise. the new episode up. And that's all our emails. Groovy. Uh, anybody <laughs> want to talk real quickly about uh, yep. modern modern games? Yep. Um, Final Fantasy is really fun, and Blake, you have to find a way to play it. The gameplay is fucking nuts. The story, they don't give you any intro on the story, but you can go read about it online. Like, the, the demo that they made is like five hours long, and it's they specifically made it as a demo. It's not related to the story whatsoever. 
Hmm. Really fun. Like the entire like the quest you have to do is just to collect twenty five thousand gil to fix your car. But like you get to do all this fucking crazy shit. You just get to go out and fight mobs, do like mini quests, and the end result is you have to fight a behemoth. And the behemoth is nuts. It's so well done and it's just it's really cool. I read the story, the synopsis is kinda like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Like it it seems very yeah. interesting. Yeah. But I'm really excited for this game and I've heard rumors that it's gonna be a three part series. Uh, so it's going to be 15-1-2-3. And I hope this game is good because this is like everybody is rolling their eyes at Square Enix just waiting for the next really good fucking Final Fantasy. When does it come out? Uh, the release date hasn't been set, but it's rumored, I think, early 2016. Okay. Yeah, but you have to try it. It's so cool. The fighting is just action-packed and you just like summon weapons into your hands. Like you summon different weapons depending on what you're doing. And like, otherwise See, the weapon summoning, I, I, I've watched a bunch of people play it and the weapon summoning. I don't know. I just don't like the aesthetic of it. It looks, are you kidding me? It looks nuts. It's so cool. You are crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Blake. Yeah. Did you, I've been uh, playing. Go ahead. Uh, what, uh, shut up. GTA five. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You fuck. Um, so I've been you... playing GTA 5. The PC release finally came out. I've been waiting two damn years for this release. <laughs> it has been forever and a day, both at the same time. And it's finally here on PC, and it is the first ever Rockstar Games release on PC that wasn't a steaming pile. It actually was a good port. Every single other port that Rockstar has ever done to PC, they always try to say, oh, it didn't sell well because of the pirates and all this shit. No, what happened in the past with all of Rockstar's ports is that they sucked. They they ran terribly. They were awfully optimized. They were just bad. And finally, with GTA V, I don't know. I guess the two years is how long it took them to figure out how to make a good port. And it finally works. Everything is really good with it. There were some small, mostly minor launch day issues. But for the most part, the game runs like an absolute dream. Um, Aside from that, the actual game itself, it's incredible. I love it. It's it's a GTA game. If you know GTA, you know what you're getting into with it. Um, The story and writing are really cool. Doing the heists is uh, pretty fun. It's like a more... Like in uh, GTA 4, you had the bank heist at one point, and it's this big event. You go in there, you rob the bank, you run out, you run away from the cops and all this. And this game has like multiple instances of that in the story mode. And then in the online mode, which I haven't gotten around to yet, but I'm going to play it eventually someday at some point, I hope. uh, They've got a bunch of heists to do with your friends online and multiplayer. I've heard about that. My friends are talking about this week. I, everything that everybody has told me about the online heist is that they're great. It sounds like something the three of us should do together, because I heard you, like, get in cars, and you just, like, drive around, and, like, the driver can kill all three of you if, in, like, the middle of a mission just to, like, fuck around. <laughs> It'd be really yeah. fun to do together, honestly. Yeah, kind of like, uh, what was that game we were playing, Robert, that's, like, GTA? Uh, yeah, Saints Row. Saints Row. Ah, uh, Saints yeah. Row, yeah. The, the, there is a problem with the online of the game right now. It does not function as well as it should uh, I they're working on it. There's supposed to be patches for stability and stuff. Yeah, for the multiplayer. It's like I've been watching a few of my friends that were trying to do one of the first heists where you break into a prison and one person would constantly disconnect. And it wasn't wow. any individual person. It was one, just a couple of them 
one after another. One would lose their connection. They'd remake the game. Another person would lose their connection to the server. And it's it's really frustrating to watch that. And it's part of the reason that I'm not super keen on jumping into the online right now until they get it sorted out a little more. Um, I have Grand Theft Auto V on PS3, and I haven't <coughs> I haven't gotten like super far. I've gotten like a, a good ways into it. Um, but and I haven't played it in a while. But I also I really like GTA V. It's really fun. I agree with you. The PC release is fantastic. It's beautiful. Uh, I cranked up most of the video settings, and it's barely taxing my computer at all. Nice. Are you gonna <laughs> awesome. Are you gonna stream some more of it? Because I was really wanting to watch um, you play this. I but will at the- some point. Uh, recently I've, I've got like three major product projects for my stream right now. I've got, uh, my Isaac stuff and now I've got Necrodancer again. Now that the full release is out, uh, I'm diving into that really hard and, uh, I'm, I've got to finish my GTA five playthrough. I at least want to finish the, uh, the storyline on stream. I might 100% it off. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll definitely be tuning in. I was, uh, I, I, I was out of town a good bit last week. Or the last two weeks really, so uh, I didn't get a chance to. But I was like, ah, oh, I've got this is gonna be this is this this that's a fun game it's, to watch stream. Like it really is, yeah. I used to like I. Uh, you should go check out my most recent highlight from yesterday, or maybe okay. two days ago. It is, it's just GTA through and through. It's fantastic. I punch a woman and then I hit her so hard that I knock her off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I love, my favorite thing about GTA, like at least back in the day, was the codes. Doing codes was really, really fun. Did you yeah. guys play the the original ones, like one and two? I the played down ones a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. On PC. Okay. Yeah, those are they're, those are pretty good too. Obviously, yeah. like, they're good, but they're they're very different. But they're their own. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I actually might play those soon. Actually, I really enjoyed those games when I was a kid. Yeah, they're good. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part. That I've gotten to, so the, the part that I'm at in the game, uh, on my save is the mission where you get, I don't remember any of the characters' names, but the real, like, scumbag guy, uh, and you're like, you just like, beat up or killed, it's not really completely clear, that girl's, uh, boyfriend, and then you are going somewhere to like, kill some other dude, like out in the country, you know what I'm talking about? In what? In GTA 5. Are you giving me a spoiler to Robert? No. GTA 5. And, okay, so you didn't get very far in the game. Tell me this mission again. <laughs> you know the guy the guy who's like a crackhead, kind of? Or he's like a meth head, sort of? He looks like it, at least. Alright. Um, okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? Places. Is he one of the playable characters? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Trevor. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. It's like the first, uh, I think it's like the first mission where you actually really play as him. Okay, yeah. What about it? That's where I am. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was saying that's where, that's as far as I've gotten. So, but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of the game so far up until that point that I've seen is, uh, this is like kind of a minor spoiler because the, the moment is so, was so hilarious to me. So maybe skip a minute ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. But, uh, Jay, there's this one part where, um, you're trying to, there's like this company that's a lot like Apple, and they're gonna be unveiling their new phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, this guy's wanting to screw him over for like, I don't remember what reason, but he's like, alright, this is what you need to do. Uh, take this phone, and I've, I've rigged up something, 
and you're going to go home and watch the uh, watch the press conference of the unveiling of the new phone. And then when the phone rings on TV that they're showing off, then you push this button on this thing that I get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you go home and you're watching TV and it's showing the press conference and the guy's like, oh, and now we get the new blah, blah, blah phone. He's like, it's, he's like, he's, it's doing like, he's doing like total Steve Jobs, like talking about how mm-hmm. awesome it is and like how revolutionary it is. And then the phone rings and he goes, and you expect the phone, you expect you calling him to make like the phone. A bomb go off or something. Well, that's no. what I was Because that's it, that is what happens. That's what, yeah. Oh, that's what I'd expect. You expect it to like do something stupid that like makes him look real dumb. <laughs> or like that makes the phone break or something along those lines. But his phone rings yeah. and he goes, oh, let's see who this is. And he puts it up to his head, and you push the button, and it blows his head off. <laughs> That's what I expected, man. That's funny. <laughs> I got a really good laugh out of that. But anyway, yeah, I, that's that's a really good game. I like. Dude, it. I, when I used to work for Apple, people would call us all the time and be like, "Hey, uh, next time Steve Jobs walks by your desk, uh, tell him I said hi." I worked in Ari- I lived in Arizona, like, and, and then like after he died, people kept calling in to give their condolences. I'm like, I'm customer support. <laughs> that's pretty dumb, right? What game have you been, have you been playing? Any new newer games, Jay? I've been playing all the old games. Honestly, I'll talk about them over the course of the next couple of podcasts. Okay. But uh, no, just Final Fantasy 15. I played a lot of that. Oh yeah, it. yeah. You mentioned yeah. that. That was good. And just for a stone. I caved in and bought Pillars of Eternity. Oh uh, nice. Yeah. And it's uh it's really good. it's it's really really good. I mean it's basically as it's it's as good pretty much as everybody's saying it is. I haven't gotten very far yet. Uh, just because I haven't had like a whole. I haven't had much time to play it. Like, I've been playing this game in pretty much the worst way possible, which is like ten to fifteen minute. Like, oh yeah, you can't play those type of games yeah. in burst intervals like that. Yeah, those short bursts, just like I'm gonna hop on for a few minutes and get one fight done and get through <laughs> one line of dialogue. Because like that's a game where you need to make a connection with the story and with all the characters and. Yeah. Playing it in short bursts like that, that's a complete disservice. That's yeah. not good. It doesn't work <laughs> very well. The first day I bought the, uh, the day that I bought it was a Sunday, so I was like, oh, okay, I got lots of time, sit around, I'm going to buy this game and like, get into it. And I spent, like, of course, the first two hours just making my character, and then like I got to actually play the game for a good four hours after that, so that was good. But then every day since then, it's like, uh, like the end of the day, like I work from home, so like it'll be like the end of the day, Maybe like 4.30 or so, and I'm like, alright, I'm gonna call it quits and play, but then like, something happens and I like have to stop early, so like, I have definitely not been playing it in the ideal way, but uh, I'm still like really, really enjoying it. They uh, the um, I love the uh, have, have either of y'all seen the, the Chanter? Or like, any, no. anybody of the- mate? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Have you seen There's- the what? There's a guy, there's a class called, uh, Chanter. And okay. he does, like, these chants when you get in battle. And it, like, gives sure. your, it, it gives you. Kind of your, bard-esque. Yeah, yeah, sort of like that. It gives you buffs. It, like, it goes, like, it cycles through various buffs throughout the chant. And you can, like, customize, like, what buffs go. In, like, you can create different chants for him to do that have, like, different strings of, of buffs that go in sequence. Uh, but like it's like the guy doing the chant, like it sounds really cool when you get into a battle and he starts chanting. Like he really like actually just sounds good, and the game like really looks good too, which hasn't gotten much attention. Like the gameplay, of course, is awesome, but like this, like it also looks and sounds really, really good. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. 
That's awesome. I think that's hey, pretty much all I've been playing since Sam and Max. By the way, well. I, Lisa's in the other room. I installed a, a, an extension to her Google Chrome that every image that's possible to come up on her computer is a Nicolas Cage image. <laughs> <laughs> I have played that one. Yeah. Nice. She has a, she, I'm just waiting for her to get her computer. I'm like about to pee myself. <laughs> Anyways. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Anyways. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. I tried. My lips are all dry. Forget it. I, I, I'm not going to. That sounded it. a little bit different from what I did. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, there we go. I, don't feel I, I just had to get them all nice and wet. Are we done? Are we done with that? <laughs> uh, can we talk about, I'm not done yet. Can we talk about hottest characters a little bit more? No, no, we're done with that. Okay, then I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay, great. So, All right. That, what's our next top three going to be? We had oh, a good yeah. one, didn't oh, we? Yeah. we? Jay, did. wasn't it yours that you talked I about have last no week? I idea. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm not even here half the time. Uh, well, uh, stay tuned for our next top three next <laughs> week. You'll have, to, you'll have to tune in then to find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to post it on Twitter. Great, right, Robert. Do you wanna Do you wanna go ahead and move along here, Robert? Yeah, I was just waiting for you to try to finish what you were trying to say. Alright. Uh send us some emails at mail at classicgamingpodcast dot com. Tell all of your friends and family to listen to the podcast also. Cause they should, cause they need to do that. Yeah, um, uh, make them. Yeah, make just, them listen to it. Don't even up. don't even tell them to listen to it. Yeah, just straight up, just do it. Just tell, just make them do it. And uh, what else? ClassicGamingPodcast.com dot com is our website. Class Games Cast is our Twitter. But the most thing is, the most important thing is to send us an email at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. dot com because that's our favorite thing. Also. It's important. I think my favorite thing is retro games, actually. Oh, uh, well. Uh, 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 oh, I see uh, what you did there. I was confused. Yeah, for a yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's yeah. Good. You guys understand? I was pretty happy about that. Do, do you need a little bit of help, like, figuring it out the rest of the way? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Jay, you need... All right, we're done. We're done. Okay. Um, And then uh, follow... Oh, uh, Blake streams... Takes... <laughs> Why don't you talk about that for a second? Uh, I stream at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. You can also find me at slackaholicus.tv, so there is that. Oh, nice. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Pretty does creamy it, shit right there. Does it, uh, does it redirect to your stream or does it go? Yeah, it redirects uh, to my stream now. Okay. I'm like, slackaholicus. Shit, yeah. TV. TV. Fucking awesome. <sighs> Stretching. Cool. And I think that's it. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, the outro. What's the outro? How's the outro go? Oh, you did. You tell me. I'm so glad that. All right, I'm done. And I'm that's done. it. Everybody, I'm thanks for tuning in. Do this I'm hanging up. All right, see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. The JJ already hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bother to say bye because I can't deal with this shit anymore.